Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 160 for the week of January 15, 2011. I'm your host, Chris Revetier. Happy to be with you with probably one of our shortest shows ever. And uh, to summarize that, I've got our, sh- or to go along with that, I've got our shortest cast ever. I've got M- Emmanuel Marino. Hi, welcome to the show. Goodbye. <laughs> and uh, John Yerworth. This is a slow news week. Yes, it is. They're not really that short. I don't know why I called them the shortest cast ever. Um, I've got, uh, who have I got in the chat room? Who's in our chat room? You can join us in our chat room by watching the show live, usually at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, on Saturdays at going to rpgamer.com slash live. And right there, you can join the ranks of Cypher Snow and Shinrin and Green New and other people in the chat room who are watching the show. Actually, Green might or might not be watching the show. Sometimes he does, sometimes he doesn't. And anyone else we got there? I'm very happy when people watch the show. Hi, chat room. I'm going to say a message now. Hi, chat room. Hope you're enjoying the show at happygamer.com slash live as I as well as my attempts to fill time by doing silly things by writing in the chat room. All right, there we go. So that's what we're doing. And uh well, I'm gonna jump right into feedback. Thanks everybody who watched our, our game of the year show. Uh and uh Jumping right into listened, feedback from that. Surely. Listened. Well, some people, one person watched. <laughs> it was late. <laughs> very, very few people watched. <laughs> well, I think one person did, though. And thank you to them. <laughs> yeah, I came in at the end and then I turned it off. So I decided I was going to do a, a few different varieties of feedback from that show. First off, I've got, I picked one of the people who provided their own list of games that they chose for their best of. You can go back and listen to the show and get our list. Uh, I also put it in the in the show post on the forums for that show. I've got the whole list of picks that we made. Uh, but uh, Shaman wrote in to the message boards and said, Hey, for shiggles, <laughs> my own picks where I can put them, Backtrack Award, The World Ends With You, Portable RPG, Dragon Quest Nine, S- Guilty Pleasure, Sands of Destruction, Missed Out Award, Persona 3 Portable, Everyone's Wrong Award, Pokemon Heart and Gold, Silver. Figures that someone who names themselves Shaman is very excited about Pokemon. Says Platinum is the superior Pokemon game, and everyone's wrong about Heart Gold and Soul Silver being good. Most disappointing game, Pokemon Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Says I was hoping they'd remake it into a game that's balanced the whole way. Didn't happen. But Shaman's RPG of 2011 is still Pokemon Black and White. Two cases where he agreed with us. Bonehead Move of the Year belongs to Sega's Staggering Incompetence which knows no bounds, and the hope for hyped game of the year uh, agrees with Roy, who said Skyrim. Then again, my expectations are that this will brick your system on initial boot, new engine, or no. So, going with the <laughs> traditions of Bethesda <laughs> on that one. <laughs> you know, if this really is a new engine, i like to see what they can do with it. <laughs> well, we got, we got more on Skyrim later, so we'll get into that. Alrighty. Um, that's like, that's, that's the only story we really have this week. Um, <laughs> Actually, I got one more. Uh, I got to add it to my feed while I do this. All right. Cadillan wrote into our message board and post and said, I can't think of witty comments for all the awards right now. Well, that's okay, Cadillan. Neither can I. But if you ask me what moments I was glad that no one else was in the room, then I'd definitely say several scenes featuring the character Ricarita or, Rosi- or Rosita in Sakura Wars, um, So Long My Love. 
The, sc- the scenes in her house in Chapter 3 and her optional Christmas scenes made me say, quote, Wow, I can't believe that happened in a teen-rated game. Rika is a hilarious character with great range in combat, but I'm amazed that some of the subtext about her character made it into the English version, and now I know I need to go after Rikarita when I play that game. That's me adding that last part. So that's good to know. Anyone else play Sucker Horse so long, my love? No? Unfortunately not. No, none of us. That's why I had to get different. This is why I needed a different cast for that show. You guys just don't play <laughs> games. It's disappointing to me. Of course, neither do I. That's why, that's why I needed another cast. <laughs> so, thanks again to, to Glenn. Well, oh, actually, wasn't the... Adrian, uh, Michael for helping out with that. Yes, I was just John? thinking, wasn't the award for that one given to Mass Effect 2? For which one? Uh, the... Um, Awkward scenes that you didn't want people to s- sit in the room. Oh, for. the the Mass Effect Two sex scenes. Yeah, but yeah. they were so awkward. <laughs> they really, really were. Um, but I the think the Dragon Age one was worse. Did you see those? Uh, those don't even. Those are just weird. It's like bar- <laughs> it's like Barbie dolls when you uh, when you were a kid, you made them pretend they were having sex. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I don't know what's up with that. I don't know. Wow, Manny, you had an interesting childhood. I'm sorry. For yeah, it's called listening. being an American teen. I mean, not even American teen. Um, an American <laughs> idiot. <laughs> or whatever. All right, so, uh, no, can't think of witty comics. Blah, 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 blah. Master Chief says, corrections, as usual. One, E7 has full 3D graphics and voice acting. I don't know when we said it didn't. And he also points out that when I talked about Nathan Fillion being in every game... I was very wrong. That would be Nolan North who's in every game. It would be awesome if Nathan Fillion was in every game. Because that's the I guy. Did from... Every game wouldn't sell anything. It's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a guy from Firefly. You're absolutely right. <laughs> then nothing would sell. <laughs> yeah, Nathan Fillion's a guy from Castle and Firefly. Nolan North is the voice actor who is in every single game, it seems. You like. want to. There's actually. Uh, he won the Northy. Which game won the Northy? <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> I. Nolan North for his role in wasn't it Assassin's Creed? I'm not sure. No, it was um in if you listen to Giant Bomb, Nolan North uh, there there's a North Nolan North award called the Northies. The Northies. And yeah. and a game wins for being the most Nolan Northy. And uh I think it was Mafia 2 because oh, Nolan right, cuz he did all the little characters. <laughs> so that's the only game where you have Nolan North talking to Nolan North. <laughs> that's right. He was just walking around in the street cuz he plays the pedestrians. So uh, how are you today? Oh, I was fine. How are you today? <laughs> All right. And then one piece of feedback from show 159 from Zebek or Zebek Kata said, Oh, and Chris, I followed CES as well. What did you think of a Razer Switchblade? I can't see playing WoW and anything that small. And did you see the report about the iPad 2 mock-up one company had that was yanked off the floor real quick? So I did see that report. Uh, I didn't see that it was yanked off the floor. That's funny. Um, <laughs> it makes sense. You know, it's funny. Um, uh, Engadget just has some breaking news like uh, today yeah. about the iPad 2 and the iPhone 5. Mm, what is it? And Well, for one, it's a few more. It's, uh, apparently, they're, t- they're referencing the same sources that uh, gave them a lot of accurate information on the Apple TV. So they seem pretty confident in what they're saying. And uh, we won't be seeing like an iPad 2 until maybe April. Just switching to like a Qualcomm chipset. It won't have a USB port. It will have an SD card. Um, and there should be an, the A5 chip in there, Apple's A5 chip. Okay. Then what about the you iPhone know, 5? Um, apparently it's getting this summer on track. It's complete redesign of the handset. They're, they're rethinking everything. 
And since they're going to be on, like, apparently since it's on a Qualcomm chip, it should be... Oh, uh, Robo-Manny! Seriously, seriously? Yeah, really bad Robo-Manny. <laughs> really? really? Oh, Robo-Everything, it's me. Yay, hold on, guys. Okay, we're back. Sorry about that. So, uh, what was that about the iPhone 5? Total redesign, right? You said, Manny? Hello? Oh, total yeah. redesign. <laughs> Apparently, the new, <laughs> the new A5 chip is going to be, um, what? what's the thing? It's blazingly fast and cranks out 1080p video like running water. 1080p video like running water. Okay. That's an odd thing to say, don't you think? I, I'm just reading the quote. And it should be like a dual band, one of those dual band chips that can do GSM and CDMA. So Apple doesn't have to manufacture two different lines. Hmm. Okay. I believe you. I believe It's interesting. You. Yeah, it is. Oh, that is nice. Um, that would be great because then when that launches, I can go to Verizon. Are you planning on going to Verizon? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Because AT&T is not working well in the areas I need to be. So that's how that works. So what do you guys would think of the Razer Switchback? Or should we even explain what this is? Yeah, the Razer Switchblade, this is interesting. Oh, so yeah. it's it's a handheld device that you can um that has one of those you know, remember the Optimus keyboard? Which was uh it was a completely customizable keyboard. Every panel had like OED displays on it and uh or O L E D displays on it and um as you were you could completely redesign the keys to have whatever you wanted on there. It was kind of really cool like that. And the so you could have your keys show anything. It could be pictures. It could be letters. It could be different letters. Your keyboard completely redesignable. This looks like that concept but shrunk down into a much smaller keyboard that's, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten keys across and five keys down. So it's only 50 keypad. Uh, and, and actually it's a four, three less than that because there's a space bar in the bottom that takes up four keys. And... Um, can you guys talk again? Yes, yes. Yeah, we got that so, weird so. thing going on. So let me do that again. Another interruption for you. All right, so this is going to be a fun show. Lots of little technical interruptions, I can just tell. All right, so the Razer Switchblade thing, uh, it, you handheld it. You got that little keypad at the bottom. The, the buttons change depending on what your game you're playing. They have different icons that are assigned to the game. So if you're playing World of Warcraft, you'll have all your skill icons will show up on there, as well as buttons that are appropriate for World of Warcraft's interface. And on the top, of course, is the game. And so you can sit with this little handheld thing. It's like the size. It's bigger than your hand. It's it's foldable. And if you fold it down, it's bigger than your hand. If you open it up, it's obviously um, like four hands tall or something like that and you got the screen on top of the clamshell and the keyboard on the bottom and you can play with it uh, on the go with no mouse so here's a question does this work for pc games which almost always require mice <laughs> it's having a super customized keyboard does that make it work oh there's you forgot a key thing that screen is a multi-touch touch screen oh yeah you can touch the screen all right that helps which makes it even more awkward <laughs> i guess yeah. One hand on the keyboard, one hand on the tiny screen. I mean, you can pair up a mouse with it, though. Yeah, you can. And I'm thinking at that point, if I want to carry on a mouse, why not just get like an 11-inch tap notebook or something? Or smaller. Yeah, I personally am with Manny on that one. If, if, you, if you're going to wire a mouse to it, just buy a laptop. Yeah, they get pretty they get small. Pretty They're small. pretty powerful. Even like... Even like 
even the crappy in quotes uh, MacBook Air, I mean, as an example, like the most, most of the latest uh, Netflix type machines, it has like NVIDIA G320M chip, which is more than good enough to run StarCraft 2. And, you know, oh, hold on, we're, we're going robo again. Oh my gosh. Just shut Woo! up. This is the best show ever. All right, so. <laughs> I'm not sure what you were talking about, though. <laughs> so distracted by your robotic voices. It's like telling us, it's like the robots want to take us over with our game devices. Uh, we were just saying that if, if, if you're going to connect a mouse to something like that, just go out and buy a, la- a small laptop. Well, Seriously. the idea is this you can hold it in your hands, right? Yeah. I, apparently, I guess it's pocketable. I, like put in a coat pocket is what yeah. it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, so you can take it with you easily, which is why the mouse doesn't make sense to me. Hmm. Oh wow! Well, okay. I wouldn't even want to play Warcraft three on this, really, without a without a mouse. Yeah, because you know one of the games they show off in here is uh, Defense of the Ancients, right? Dota. Yeah, it looks like it. Dota, hmm. I could see doing with this. Dota's Dota's totally doable without a mouse. If you could, yeah, I could see doing Dota without a mouse, um, except for aiming your abilities. Oh, but that's a touchscreen. That could work. I could see it working could. well enough. Could work. Well enough, at least. Well, if they, if, I think we would just have to make sure that they, when they do do these kind of switchable uh, control schemes, they're well programmed to be very responsive, because otherwise it's going to really sap the enjoyment out. Yeah, they did say they were going to get – for this to succeed, they need to get different publishers and have them design custom keys for each one. All so right, like, people, we're going to – all right, let's give this another try. After restart, we're back, and we were talking about what exactly? Something that doesn't matter, probably, right? <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't matter. We should just move on. Chat room probably wants us to just move on. So let's see what we got going on here. Uh, what was I looking for? That's right. I remember. All right, so that was our feedback. The Razor thing looks interesting. I don't know if it's going to really get to go anywhere. Um, you probably won't be seeing it for a year. Oh At really? This point, it really, it's just a it's just a concept stage. Oh, we got so long to go with that. Oh, but you know the funny thing is, I was just thinking is, um, this is gonna be running on like on a mobile chipset. It has to be right. I don't know. So just yeah, I think so. It could be a mobile Nvidia chipset, like a, a not a Tegra two, but like a more powerful laptop one. It's like seven inches. It had to be something pretty. Yeah, but seven inches with a with a clamshell. So, like, you could have the graphics chip on the bottom side. The problem is the battery. So, I guess you're right. It would have to be mobile if you're going to get any battery life. Mm. Well, I just, if you want to play, then again, if they can, there's some even talk of maybe pairing this with, like, 3G. So, I guess this is your only way to play WoW on a bus. Realistically. I suppose so. Hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to get some stories for the 3DS in our in our lineup. Uh, da, 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 da. There's one, and there's one, and there's one. Because you know what, guys? It's time to start the news. Da 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 da. I still need the a news. news. The news. Let's see. Refresh my delicious page. There's the extra stories. Yay! All right. First off, I've got a I've got a wonderful site that likes to post a lot about RPGs called rpgamer.com. They put up a story this week. We put up a single story. A single story. (laughs) We posted a YouTube video or some screenshots of something else, but a single news story. (laughs) Out of the news part, at least. Um, Probably had some columns up. 
please go enjoy our wonderful columns. Ask Wheels is back. Go ask him some questions. Um, anyway, Decidia Duodecim. Duodecim. Sorry. I forgot you to love say that right. name, don't you? Duodecim. I love his pronunciation of it in the video. That's what I love. Um, they added Yuna. That's the new thing. Yuna will be in Duodecim, which, you know, does that make sense? She's not much of a fighter, is she? Uh, I guess she's going to well, summon a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, I guess if she summons. Uh, let's see. She will function as a summoner rather than as a gunner. <laughs> yeah, I guess in ten two she could have she could have participated. Uh, that'd be funny if you can like unlock her ten two gunner stuff at some point. Hmm. So she Ugh. will summon Aeons out and they will attack as a team. And you can Ixian and Shiv at the same time if you want and so forth. Does this make you care about Dual Desham? I already cared about Duodesim anyway. Oh, all right, good. This is I would care if it was made by a different stuff. company and had different characters. Oh, what company? Burn. You want a Tales of fighting game? That's already that happened. Is... Oh. Yeah. Really? Didn't get. It already happened. It just didn't get released outside Japan. Oh, okay. Tales of Tales good? of Tales of Verses. Uh, ask Ta- wheels. Wait, wait, wait. Tales of Verses. Yeah. What a grammatical mess. Dude, it's, it's Japanese. The the grammar's not supposed to make sense. It could be tales versus, but not tales of versus. What is that? <laughs> okay, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next one. So we talk about ten two. What about the chance for a thirteen two? Have you guys heard about this? No. That, okay. That Square Enix uh, registered a, a domain name? They registered a domain name. That's right. That's news in our industry. They registered a domain name. Final Fantasy 13-2. XIII-2, apparently. What did they do? it? Um, specifically for Final Fantasy 13-2, the number two, game.com. And it was made by a company that was registered web domains for Square Enix in the past. And uh, let's see. That's all we know. So they have a they have a domain. Yay! Hmm. So there could be a there could be a sequel coming. Isn't there an event in Japan, Square Enix event in Japan, sometime soon? Uh, ah, yes, the uh, delayed Fabula Nova Crystallis event that probably got renamed at some point. <laughs> That's right. So do you guys see an announcement at this event for a ten, a thirteen two? Uh, I don't even predict we'll see anything about versus thirteen. <laughs> Actually, I guess we will. That's kind of the point of the event, isn't it? Um, well, if they do it, it's stupid because everyone doesn't even believe they're going to get the, the verses out soon. So why would you start announcing the next game now? But Oh, with a lot of people, like, um, I've been hearing people talk like Parrish, Jeremy Parrish saying, it's like, oh, of course they're going to make a 13-2. They spent so much money developing this engine. All they have to do is just... Drop in like a new scenario. Drop in new characters, but they try to make some of their money back. They're using that engine for thir- versus thirteen. They are using that engine, or use it some uh, more, right? Uh, wasn't Crystal Tools also used for fourteen? Yeah, it's been used mm-hmm. for a ton of stuff. I don't, I don't, I don't get that argument. That they're using that engine. That's that's an empty argument. But um, sure, they could use it for a lot, all sorts of things. They could make Gears of War three two if they wanted to, because. You know, they have that engine. Epic has that engine. Uh, Just because um, you have an engine doesn't mean you're going to use it for a uh, sequel. A, a Gears of War game created by Square Enix would be Well, Square, well, Square Enix is not going to do it. And I would play that game. I would play that game just to see the train wreck. 
Oh, it's it already exists. Isn't it called um? Jeez, what Dirge was that? of Cerberus. No, no, no. Oh, Did you okay. guys play that recent Japanese uh, clone of? Oh, Vanquished. No, no. Vanquished is it's awesome. A, <laughs> it's even more. It's it's really really bad. I can't oh, remember. Oh, bad. It, oh, a bad one. Oh, it's garbage. I don't know about a bad one. I don't know. What you're I'll try to remember the name. You have to try and remember it. Yeah, you do that. Uh, in the meantime, Interplay is trying to remember why the hell they gave Bethesda a Fallout license. Uh, <laughs> because they sold Bethesda the Fallout property and retained uh, the ability to make an MMO using, you know, the Fallout trademark, right? So they started showing off some of the stuff in this MMO. They've got the little Fallout boy guy, um, and not the band, but the uh, the the little kid, uh, the little character from the Fallout games in their advertising materials they're referencing all the stuff in the world that you're going to do because they're starting to unveil the mmo piece by piece because they want to start marketing for it and you know bethesda got a bit upset and said hey guys um guess what you only license the trademark you didn't actually license any of the assets from the universe so we kind of own all that still so all you can do because you 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 retain the right to release a Fallout branded MMO. Is you can just put the uh, the brand name on the name of the MMO, but everything else in it has to be different, including the use of the iconic character. Uh, absolutely, the iconic character, the whole vault thing, the entire world, pretty much all that needs to be different. You just made a Fallout branded MMO uh, MMO game. So, uh, <laughs> is it? The- so, the world, the world of the world of company lore is is a is a complex one. Now, when I think of a Fallout branded game, that means the brand does penetrate beyond the title card. Personally, um, no, now, because um, war war never changes is probably you know uh, part of it. Oh, I'm sure you can't can't, yeah, can't even can't use, use that. that. No, can't even use that. Uh, Instead of Fallout Boy, you have Radiation Boy. Or... Radiation Boy. <laughs> Bethesda is basically punishing Interplay for not being specific in its legal agreements. I'm guessing, I'm going to speculate here and say that Bethesda, when they license this off from Interplay, Interplay put that thing in there and Bethesda's like, oh, look at this. They don't realize that we could really hold them to just the letter of this phrase. Let's not tell them about that. And when they try to release their game, we'll say, sorry, you can't do that because you didn't uh, you didn't license it beyond the, uh, the just the name of the game. So, um, and, and now they're playing that card. Lawyering. It's yeah, they're lawyering. They waited years. Lawyer. You wait until the company's vested multiple millions of dollars and can't afford to fight you back, and then you pull out this card and uh, you say you can't do this. This is a uh, good strategy on uh, on Bethesda's part. Really makes them look like jerks. Yeah, this is this is this is um, Activision level douchebaggery. Right? Oh yeah, yeah it is. I mean, considering the amount of the game industry is built on basically ripping off everyone else's ideas, right? Now, I'm not saying you should be allowed to rip off other people's intellectual properly, property directly, but come on, you know what a Fallout-branded game is. <laughs> and it ain't just called Fallout. <laughs> well, the, game, the gaming industry itself, itself is kind of quite a... Well, it's a very competitive arena to be in, and there's a lot of competition between companies for everything. Trademarks, employees, you know, all of that stuff. Oh. Um, the amount that I think it's just the, the amount that simmers underneath the surface that most gamers just don't hear about is probably quite a lot, actually. Yeah, so now Interplay has to argue the party's intent at the time that it was signed to show that it was understood that this is meant for more than just using the trademark name. Oh, my goodness. Lawyers. 
it goes crazy at this point. Um, good luck interplay. Uh, you know, the sad part is they're going to fight for it. They're going to get the ability to release it. It'll suck anyway, so it won't matter. <laughs> Someone's pessimistic. Yeah, I just don't have a lot of hope anymore for interplay. I mean, what have they done lately? Apparently work on a Fallout MMO. That yeah, really... <laughs> work on a, <laughs> on a Fallout quote-unquote branded MMO. It'll be like, like Doritos. You know, they're not, there's not actually Master Chief inside the bag of Doritos. It just says Halo Doritos. This explains why I haven't seen much update on the Fallout MMO lately, because I guess it's all held up in court. <laughs> yeah, legal battles and all that. Mm. Oh, well. Bethesda's doing well, though. <laughs> they just Funny released that. a ton of information about Skyrim, uh, the Elder Scrolls V. So who knows about all this stuff? Because this is a long list. What's important here? Think, what did we do you learn? Think do you think they'll include a note somewhere in... Um... Somewhere in Skyrim that says, "Yeah, we funded this game because we sued Interplay." <laughs> uh, the the suit against Interplay, I don't think against Interplay, I don't think will be for damages. It'll be against not no, playing the no, releasing the game. Just, be, just be. <laughs> see what they could have done is wait for the game to come out and make money, and then sue them for the money. Then it would ah, then, ah, then they could have gotten clever. damages. Yeah. So so, what's going on with the uh, Skyrim, Manny? Do you know a lot about this? Uh, not really, but Neil Gaff does, and thankfully, they summed it up for me. It's a okay, long uh, post. It is. They're changing a lot in this game. Uh, apparently, the leveling's um, totally revamped. You don't pick any classes anymore. Ooh, okay. And every skill level uh, contributes to your level up instead of just a like having seven major skills like in Oblivion. Can I still level skill by sneaking up on people who are asleep to level my stealth? Probably. Interesting. Oh, um, up to uh, oh, a level fifty soft cap. That's pretty cool. And apparently, there's gonna be some perks in here, like Fallout Three style perks. Does that right. mean that um, uh, the Skyrim will eventually get something similar to Fallout's bloody mess? Oh, I hope not. Just your I really didn't like that. A- yeah. <laughs> Every time you hit someone, they explode. Please, oh, no. they have to look for their tiny little chunks so you can loot them. No, <laughs> I remember that. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So the thing weird. is, but the thing is, though, is the setting now allows it to happen magically. You can just tap a guy in the head with a wand, and he just kind of explodes into something. Maybe into a sheep. Cinnamon toast. That's what I want. <laughs> Cinnamon toast. You want your enemies to be to explode into cinnamon toast. That's right. I'm hungry. Here's some um, basic stuff. Um, apparently, uh, improved faces, which is very important. <laughs> That's like the most important feature. <laughs> uh, it has uh, randomly generated quests to keep you playing. Ten races to choose from at start. Uh, open city. Oh, let me see. Apparently, five major cities. I'm thinking. Wait, wait, wait. Here's an important one. Beards. They added beards. <laughs> What yeah, in Oblivion, all you had were shadows. <laughs> oh, I see. Heavy shadow. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, dual wielding inheritance. Oh, great. When you kill a shopkeeper, his or her family member will inherit the shop and will be angry about you, but still give you missions. <laughs> oh, eventually. eventually. I guess you have to prove your worth to them. I hope so. Hey, sorry I killed your dad. Here's, <laughs> here's those alchemy ingredients you wanted. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I killed your. I kill, uh, killed your dad. Uh, what do you mean? I need now. Need to go and collect ten bear asses to to redeem the family ooh, name. Ooh, here you go. 
So the game keeps track of all the stuff you've done, and so when you go into a new town, um, someone might approach you and ask you to save your do- her daughter from kidnappers, and the game will look at the nearby dungeons you've explored and set a mission in a place you've never been to and designate opponents that are appropriately matched to your strengths and weaknesses. Now so. that's clever, although I can imagine that's a programming nightmare. Yeah, probably. I expect, I expect bugs. If 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 you're going to set up a system that you know that complicated, yeah, okay, when it when it when it works and it will work, you know, otherwise that would kind of suggest that they don't do any QA at all. Um, it it'll probably look really good, but it just somehow feels that a system that complicated is just going to be one of those things that will be prone to prone to well failure. At uh, times. I don't know. It isn't that hard. Just. You've been in these dungeons, but we don't want to set this particular quest too far away and make you go across the map. So you've been in this one the least recently, so just we'll set it in here really quickly. Go mm. run through really fast. Maybe I just don't have much faith in Bethesda. You know, it's funny. I mean, people like to beat up Bethesda, but to be fair, the reason why it's so buggy is because they are trying so much. And they I are suppose. willing to admit when they make mistakes and they, they patch and they patch and they patch. So, I, I, I mean, this is a brand new engine. Let's see what they can do with it. Maybe that's why yeah. they – it's true. It's a new engine that could be even buggier than before as they learn the ropes or the, the reason why they went to a new engine so they can avoid all these crippling bugs. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you know the funny thing is though – the truth is though I think Bethesda – sometimes they know – how buggy their games are and they understand that and they just release it anyway because they can and they know that it'll sell <laughs> and they figured they'll just patch it later and then they release two patches for the game ever and that is probably the problem I think that probably is the problem they know their games will sell no matter what at this point they didn't always know that though it's kind of weird how oblivion they got them. I mean it was all about oblivion hitting at the right place at the right time yeah so but, I mean they have three actually... games so it's like how did they establish this trend so quickly? All right, what are you saying? I think it was maybe all the DLC. Yeah. That really reaffirmed it. <laughs> was the, the DLC all buggy too? <laughs> I mean, that they just, you know what? People seem to buy our games and all our DLC. Let's, let's just patch it later. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Is anyone actually looking forward to this? Yeah. I picked it as right. my most likely to be interested in 2011. I'm I'm kind of mad on the whole thing. Um, I, I may be down to the stuff, the experiences I have with Oblivion, but hey, if it turns out to be really good, I'll, I'll probably pick it up at some point. I mean, I picked up Oblivion, didn't I? It, it is sure to be one of the most talked about demos at E3. I can guarantee you that because uh, mm. they they do uh, good it, demos. When, when is it actually? Is it, has it been given a concrete release date for 2011? November 11, the- 11, I think. Eleven eleven one one eleven zero eleven one one yeah binary lots of ones <laughs> so E three would be a great time to talk about it. Oh, that reminds me, they just opened up uh, what's it called registration for E three. Yeah, got to oh, start registering for that. Yeah. Get you your join barcode. Uh, that would involve me flying over to America. <laughs> you know, might be a bit on so, the tricky side. Come on, so that's you yes. can do that. That's a yes. Hey, I think. Pay for my train fare. Uh, okay. Alright, I'll pay for your train fare to America. Plane fare, plane fare, I said plane fare, damn it. Ah, <laughs> uh, good stuff. 50 God bucks to get you the ocean, then you swim, then you're in America, <laughs> I'm done, and you gotta pay for the American train fare. 
Oh, no. According to Google Maps, you kayak. Across oh, you the- kayak. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. <laughs> oh, Why what else we got? S- did you oh, didn't oh. exactly inspire me with confidence. This is probably interesting. We should mention this. Uh, two, uh, the game is set 200 years after Oblivion. Yeah. And it's it's where the Nords live, apparently. It's their home. T- I remember all the Nords complained about how cold <laughs> Skyrim is, so they all moved to uh, Cyrodiil. That's all I remember from the Nords and Oblivion. So this okay, game dragon- is really just going to be all snow. I hope not. I hope there's like a... I don't know. Where's well, I, my, uh, we need a volcano level and a jungle level and an ocean level and underwater <laughs> level. And what else do we need? Um, I think that's it, right? Oh, space level. Oh, space level. Yeah, we need a, we need the satellite in space. Yep. Uh, okay. <laughs> How about right. the 3DS? <laughs> What Nintendo about had DS's? Nintendo had its Nintendo World or whatever the heck it was, and they space, showed off not Space World, not Space World, Nintendo World. So no okay. space level. Um, they did the so it was open to the public. So this is the first time the public could easily get access to the 3DS, and they showed it off, and people played it, and realized that it's the same thing as it was at E3. <laughs> so, <laughs> funny that. But it was they, open to the public, though. The yeah, it was open to the public. Big deal. Um, oh, come on. Those people, those are the first time most Japanese people got their hands on that uh, system. Most popular game was Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, or as I like to call it, Complete Waste of Time. Um, and they waited two hours to play it. So kind of reaffirming that. And let's see what else we got. That's it. So, okay. So there's details that came out, right, Manny? Um... Not be sure, but nothing I have on hand. <laughs> it should give me some warning. You were telling me about it earlier. All right, uh, I put some links in the in the show notes here. Um, let's see. So you can do face shooting, where you take a picture of yourself and it map it onto a three D model, and oh, then faces. they become anim- animated enemies with blinking eyes and moving mouths for players to shoot down. Uh, let's see. <laughs> We've got that silly uh, launch lineup, which is stuff like. Uh, Let's see. Winning 11, Ridge Racer, Nintendogs plus Cats, Dynasty Warriors, Super Street Fighter 4. The only good game on the list is Professor Layton and the Mask of Miracle. Brand new Layton game. Um, and a po- supposedly oh, a new Fighter Puzzle Popple, which is Bust a Move. Yeah, Street Fighter could be good. And if the online works well, that could be really good. Hmm. I don't know. And so we got the launch lineup. What else did we get? We got the warning that if you're under six, uh, Nintendo's saying you probably shouldn't use it. And it's not because it's bad. It's because we don't know anything about it and we don't want you to sue us. Pretty much. <laughs> and they've yeah. come out and said that much. <laughs> um, there's like optometrist organizations that have come out and said, no, get your kids to use this because it can identify um, is- issues that they have with their vision at an early age, which we can then use to correct, which could lead to them doing better in school. So if you've got like a big astigmatism or something, the 3D will look weird. You go into the eye doctor, they figure it out, you get your glasses, and then you can see the chalkboard. So that's what some people are saying to do. Nintendo's just really covering their ass and saying, uh, we don't want to get sued for a kid going blind, so uh, don't do it. I mean, people sue for anything nowadays, so exactly. I understand. Yeah, I understand their concern. Uh, something new like this. I mean, people were suing over the Wiimotes that they threw into their own televisions. So, 
Yeah, you didn't warn oh, me that when I oh, motion, the motion controls. I, <laughs> this is actually genius that Nintendo's getting ahead of it so that the media attention is about how it's not a problem instead of about how it is a problem. It's it, it's quite genius. They really thought that through. So by by overreacting, the media says, "Oh, it's not a problem," and that's what's on their side when people get to the point of making a decision whether or not to get mad at Nintendo. I love that. Very well thought out there. Um, he, what isn't so well thought out, or maybe it is, but it sucks for those of us in other countries, the 3DS apparently is going to be region locked. So um, no more importing DS games. Sorry to all you super robot wars people. You'll need to buy yeah, another well, DS. Yeah, screw them. <laughs> you know, screw them. Screw them. <laughs> yeah, I understand, because um, in, in Europe, you guys just get, oh, the power region, you guys just get shafted all the time when it comes to release dates, right? Yeah, yeah, we do. But so now, the downside, of course, is is if I'm if you import a 3ds, is you then have to import all your every, games. Yeah, all your games rather so, than just some of them. The Quinn, the easy answer is, of course, that you need to buy a Japanese 3ds, a U.S. 3ds, and a European 3ds. Ugh, screw that! <laughs> it's really it's just easier just to stick for the moment with the um the the PSP. <laughs> Which, well, I mean, at least that being, I can hack to be region. <laughs> yeah, and for the time being, it looks like the the main like main Super Robot Wars games that are actually interesting are coming out on the PSP anyway. Yeah, so. For a little while, you know there'll be one on here though. Oh, oh, I know because it's it's listed it's the on new the Nintendo uh, one. Yeah. Oh, it's already listed. Okay. It, it was it, on the original on the original list of of games. They uh, said they were making one. They said they were making one, yeah. Okay. Uh, it does kind of make me think that it's just going to be another retread of their current DS line, which may be worth skipping. So, mm, okay. You know, the ones on the PSP are a higher priority. Got it. You know, it's interesting, though, is that um, I'm thinking of maybe just, like you said, skipping out for a little while, just based on the hardware alone, and just wait for, like, a 3DS Lite, because that three to five hour battery life doesn't sound yeah, very Yeah, we didn't to even me. say that yet. Um, Three to five hour battery life with the 3DS. Yeah, no, I want to know. Does that mean that when the Wi-Fi and all the things are that are supposed to be on or on, or is this with everything off? Uh, I haven't even found the quotes that everyone was using for that yet. So I think it was their spec sheet, the oh. Japanese spec sheet. Ouch, that's not good. Yeah, so I want to know is that with all the because they the three is supposed to be on all the time, so you can be wirelessly exchanging with everyone in the world and. I'm thinking if that's with that stuff off, then I can't even imagine how short it'll be with it on. That's kind of bad. Uh, let's see. Hardware index. Wait, Chris, you said you usually play your uh, DSi with uh, the brightness almost on full, right? One one step down. So that means the 3DS really will last to only three hours for you. Pretty much. Hmm. Which I guess tells me to stop playing. Which I guess isn't too bad. Which is probably maybe this is a part. Uh, this isn't a design. This isn't a design flaw. It's a design feature. So now your eyes won't get strained because your battery died. All right. So I'm trying to read the Japanese page, and I'm having issues because I can't read Japanese. Um, but I found the uh, spec sheet Google. where they right, have. Oh, I should use Google Translate. Where open this in Chrome, and it'll just. Oh, this could be hilarious. All right. Spec sheet. Come on, tell me, Chrome. Has to fully load the page first, and they'll be like, "This page is in Japanese. Would you like to translate it?" Yes, I would. Okay, so with your 3DS, you get the Nintendo 3DS body, the charger stand, 
<laughs> they, give, they give you a dead body with the system, apparently. A dedicated stylus, as opposed to a shared <laughs> stylus. Um, <laughs> AR Cards 6, reflecting the play outside the camera using the compatible software. Okay. Uh, have you got the page you're looking at? I just want to have a look at it. Oh, sure, sure. I love this page. Here we go. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> On-screen 3D images with the naked eye can enjoy. <laughs> um, uh, camera is equipped with two lateral sides. Taking a 3D picture, 3D can be displayed in situ. <laughs> I will right, say this, for the battery length. Hold on. The 3DS has an ugly box. It has some this really is, ugly uh, box art. Miscellaneous. Battery life, battery life. Approximately oh. three hours, 30 minutes. 30 minutes, yeah. Just go That's down all myself. it says. Oh, okay. Nintendo 3DS, approximately three hours to five hours if you play soft. Nintendo DS, when you play our games for about five hours to eight hours. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to interpret that meaning 3DS games last three to five hours, DS games last five to eight. Oh, yeah, that is right. Five to eight hours for DS games, and okay. three to five for 3DS games. The battery there, life does the varies. 3DS have like a a switch, like an actual like uh you know hardware switch for switching off something like the Wi-Fi, or is it? Yes, I think it does. Because oh, I noticed I, it was with my um uh I, a mild tangent, but I was having a lot of battery battery troubles recently with my um uh, iPod Touch. And uh, you know, originally, I'd I'd have the battery last uh, less than a day if I just left it in my pocket on yeah. sort of standby. Uh, once I stuffed it into um, airplane mode, um, you know, switched the Wi-Fi off. Um, it I haven't actually I don't think I've actually charged it in about a week, and it's still mm-hmm. going. So mm-hmm. I just wonder if if you since I can't imagine there being uh, you know like an overwhelming. Uh, need to remain like constantly wired into Wi-Fi on the 3DS. Maybe oh, well, that's kind of what they're saying there is. Oh, as in three, three to five, three to five hours with the Wi-Fi switch off. No, no. Um, I think Manny didn't they say that there was a lot of reason to have your thing on Wi-Fi for this? That they're doing the tag and all that stuff. They want you to have it on all the time because yeah. even when you're at home, it's going to be downloading stuff or updating your screen scores when you're walking around. You, you gotta have I mean, your stats. Yeah, they want you to, that's possible. why they give you the charger stand. So they want you to leave it in the charger stand when you're not playing it. It, it says it here maybe less depending on operating conditions, um, brightness of screen. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, you're right. Maybe you can extend that a little bit if you turn it off, or maybe this is with. I that we'll have to well, wait and I see. Mean, Apparently, the, the reason they give you three to five hours usually means if you turn off everything, you get five, and if you have it on, it's three. Pretty mm. much. I know there's going to be an event in New York like this week on oh, okay. Monday or something or Tuesday. You going to that, the... Quinn? You going to go to that? Hmm? You going to get your kayak Sorry. and go to New York? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I'll just kayak across the uh, Atlantic Ocean. I like this one. This one, it couldn't translate. It says Gamuka Dosuroto. And then it says SD memory card, charging terminal, AC. De- what does that mean? Uh, oh, uh, I know. It does come with a 2 gig SD card. Oh. Uh, how far down is that? I don't know. It's under power button. Yeah, but so there's going to be an event on Monday. So I'm at this event, like Monday or Tuesday, I think, we're going to get the release, the American release date. I mean, the U.S. release date. Same thing. 
Uh, where else are we going to get? <laughs> I know. I was going to say North American and it slipped out. I don't uh, think we're going to get anything else. Um, well, the launch lineup. Launch lineup. All right. It's not going to be the same as Japan, I'm thinking. No, probably not. So what do you think is going to fill out the rest of the roster? It's going to be probably Professor Layton, that they actually bother to translate it. Uh, How about another Japanese cooking game released in the U.S. with ingredients you can't buy here? Hmm. Not that I'm no. bitter. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No, um, all right. Yeah, that's all I can think of. Uh, that's our news section for this week, by the way. That's it. Oh, one quick thing. There's some, some rumors of a PSP2 announcement like on an investor or like some meeting in Japan, investor meeting like on um, January 27th. Cool. So I don't know if that's going to be true, but everyone's talking about uh, trade sources have confirmed that the so-called PSP2 will be unveiled at the January 27th press event hosted by Sony in Tokyo. Ah, neat. So who knows? Well, all I know is they need to get in front of this. They need to get in front of the... Sony needs to get in front of the 3DS as soon as possible. Like, just get some of that recognition out there. Or else? <laughs> You're going to blow them up? <laughs> or else it's going to be a repeat of everything that's been happening to the PSP so far. All right. Now I can buy that. Hmm. <laughs> Already 27th of January. That's when there'll be more news because this, sure sh- this show surely didn't have any. I can tell you one new tidbit that you might have lost track of. Mass Effect 2 is coming out next week for the PS3. So if you haven't played mm-hmm. that, go pick it up. It it's a great apparently game. Apparently it does look rather pretty. I haven't actually seen yeah. an action on the PS3 yet, but that new engine does make a difference. All right. And now I want to tell you how to give us feedback for the show so we don't have another short show like this. I want to know what you're thinking about this 3DS stuff and Elder Scrolls V Skyrim, let us know. Email us at podcast.rpgamer.com. Go to board.rpgamer.com. Leave a message on our message boards. Or call us at 608-729-4098. Leave a voicemail. We'll play it right here on the show. We'd love to hear what you have to think. Um, Subscribe to us on Twitter, twitter.com slash rpgamer. And also subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. We love to hear your reviews. Those help us do well in the iTunes podcasts. Uh, store. And what else, Manny? Is there anything I'm forgetting? Facebook? Facebook.com slash RPGamer? Yeah. And... yeah I'll, I'll start. We had, we're going to start posting some there, some st- new stuff there for uh, 2011. And look out for contests. Chris likes to throw up some contests there every now and then. Yeah, I, I don't have any others planned, but yeah, there was that t-shirt one I just did. Those winners will be getting their stuff soon, as soon as I get off my butt and send them. And <laughs> let's see. I think that's it. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. And enjoy- uh, Don't we have uh, picks for the week oh. at all? Oh, right. You I forgot a forget. segment. Yay. You forgot an entire segment of the podcast. Well, that's why it was so short. I was wondering what's going on here. Okay. <laughs> Go first, John. What's your pick? Well, uh, actually, got a couple, as usual. Um, I've been playing Bioshock 2 since you know I'm behind the curve on just about everything. Finally got around to buying it. You say Photoshop uh, 2? You're playing Photoshop? Uh, Bioshock 2. Bioshock. Oh, okay. Sorry. My accent is bad. Wait, isn't uh, the consensus of Bioshock 2 is just skip Bioshock 2 at this point and go play Minerva's Den? Uh, well, we you kind of need to play it, don't you? To pl- yeah, enjoy Minerva's Den? 
the reason why I play Bioshock is less because um, I mean I can understand why people think the second one is definitely inferior to the first, but mostly the reason why I play Bioshock is because I think Rapture itself is just a really, really, really good setting. Yeah, the 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 story doesn't. I don't actually mind the story uh, as much as the fact that I just really, really like the world setting. It's kind of like you know, a, a, okay, two story may not be as good as the first one, but I don't care because I'm admiring the rustic architecture. But maybe that I think that the argument was that it was just part of the experience was it was that Rapture was a character itself, and that you uncover the secrets of Rapture and who Rapture was. As you played the game, and at this point, it's just sort of retreading. It's like, oh, here's a bunch of places you didn't know about in Rapture that were totally there the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 even so, I didn't really mind that much. It didn't seem quite as though they were going for that. Um, I'd say I, I still got a lot of enjoyment out of it. I haven't. So you quite, just beat it? No, I haven't quite finished it, but I've reached. I'm very close to the end. I think. Yeah. Go play Minerva's Den. Apparently, it's a. Well, it's a much. Tighter, more condensed is, package. I think Minerva's Den has either only just been released for PC or something. Really? Oh, it's oh, out. Yeah, Minerva's Den was delayed for ages. Well, on go the PC. get it. Um, well, I would, but money. Um, yeah, and the other one I've got is um, I don't know if I've mentioned. I think I mentioned this on the forums once a little while ago, but I've been playing it again. Um, there is a, a real-time strategy game. Um, an indie one called Akron, uh, A-C-R-O-N, um, which is, well, on the surface, it looks like a very basic um, uh, real-time strategy game. However, uh, next to your mini-map in the lower left of the screen, like the entire uh, sort of middle bottom of the screen, you've got this um, timeline. Um, And basically, it's a real-time strategy game that allows you to effectively play the game in four dimensions so not only can you move your units around a map and attack enemy bases you can also move your units around the map and attack enemy bases 30 seconds ago or two minutes in the future it's really the concept sounds really complicated but there are a couple of uh, good videos on youtube that do a relatively good job of explaining it Uh, and if you manage to get it if you sort of get the concept clear in your head, it allows you to do some extremely crazy things. Um, yeah, uh, that's about it, really. Cool. Yeah, uh, I, I, I will, watched I that video, and I can't understand it at all. <laughs> but yeah, just just concepts like being able to defend, um, like defend factories with the units that they're currently building. <laughs> You, you, know, you, you build the units and you then send them back in time to defend the factory that originally created them. Yeah. I don't um, know how you can keep that straight. Well, the, um, the, the, the sort of the time map in the middle gives you quite a good... It gives you, like, big warnings um, when anything travels in time, uh, when anything is attacked. Um, whenever units are created, it creates, like, a, a player-specific color mark on the timeline. But, I mean, it's time travel, right? So you could get through a battle, and you're okay, and then your opponent sends stuff back in time to that same battle, and you have to go play it again. Well, basically what happens is is, um, there is a... On the timeline, there's this kind of, like, gray area, um, which is basically um, once things have have, have kind of gone into that gray area, those events are now fixed in time. You can't travel into that period. Well, what's Um, up with that? How is it a time travel RTS, then? (laughs) 
Hmm? It's not... Time travel should be... There's no gray areas in time travel. What do we... Well, we can time travel 15 minutes ago and that's it? Uh, usually it's... Well, in order to make... Well, you have to try and find a balancing point between making a game where time travel is an integral element and making sure that the game is still fun to play. So, you know, there has to be a degree of... Otherwise, you, as you would describe, if you could sort of travel backwards in time all the time, you would effectively refight yeah. the same fight repeatedly. Yeah. Something has to be established in, in stone at some point, effectively. Well, and what, I, if the, what if your units defending the factory fail and the f- factory explodes? What happens to those units? Uh, well, basically what happens is, is um, rather than changes in time happening, happening immediately, there, on the, 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 um, the, the, this you know, time thing, there are these waves that carry changes into the future. Um, oh, okay. So basically it's got this system where um, it, it, you've got this uh, – uh, the units – um, if the factory explodes, then the units would cease to exist, but then you end up into this grandfather loop, as you do in time travel. Um, however, whichever one um, like goes into the, uh, the gray area first is the one that then becomes fixed in time. So uh-huh. either the units live or the factory lives. You don't get both. It huh. is possible with some very creative use of the system to effectively... Uh, create time clone units and then actually keep them hmm. using some quite interesting exploitative properties of that gray area I mentioned. So it's it's a very interesting concept and I think it can do quite well. Um, I just think that the guy responsible for creating it needs to make sure that he does a lot of explaining and that the tutorial is very thorough. So yeah, interesting, probably worth a look for any real time strategy fans. Very cool. And it's out now? Is it free? Or uh, well, cost? basically, the way the system that they've got at the moment is uh, pre-ordering, pre-ordering it gives you access to the alpha builds of the game. Oh, so it's is... like Minecraft. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I, don't know if, uh, I don't know if a concrete release date has been set, but it is supposed to be out sometime this year. All right. But it's a very small team working on it. So What's it called again? Acron. A-C-R-O-N. All right. No not H, to, huh? Not, yeah, not to be confused with the game that's got an H in it. It's a completely different game. All right, sounds good. Manny, what do you got for me? Um, well, what's it called? Dead Space 2 is like, what, a week or two away from release? Mm-hmm. Which means every podcast everywhere is going to spoil Dead Space 1 for me, unless I actually get around to playing it. Ah, okay. So... I started some Dead Space 1 finally. I got forced into playing that game. Forced into. I like that. Well, you know how it is. It's just like, right now there's like the tease. Oh, I've been playing uh, Dead Space 2, but I can't talk about it yet. All right. So for an RP gamer, is it a good game to play or is it just a standard third-person shooter? Or um, first, not or standard third-person shooter at all. It's, it's like, you know, sort of survival horror-y. Sort of like, it, uh, sort of feels like a... I know, old news. It just feels like a better version of maybe uh, Resident Evil 5 or Resident Evil 4. Mm-hmm. So have you ever played those? Um, no. Have you, have you ever played Dead Space at all? Or no. Don't care? I haven't played no. it. I was I, interested I, I say, in it. I, was, I bought I it on Steam. <laughs> cheap. And then never played it. Yeah, I just, well, I just got it a couple <laughs> weeks ago. Yeah, uh, it, I, it's... I, 
Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, I, I personally haven't played it, but I, I get a, a great deal of amusement and entertainment by watching my housemates play it. Yeah, it's a very cinematic game, and it's easily one of those games you could just play with another person and have them watch and it still be interesting. Is that what you're doing? Um, no, I'm playing through it all by myself, but I can easily imagine. Like, there's some moments where I, I feel more like a spectator than I act the actual player. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's some there's some, always something like running across your screen or... Or something in the in the shadow, or you're you hear a noise behind you, and you look around really quickly. And I'm always finding myself sort of framing each moment as if it was like a, a movie shot, a movie scene. Uh huh. Just so to make sure I have like the best view. Not, it's not so like I can play out. If this was a movie in my head, I just sort of do that naturally, so I can have the best view possible. Of what's about to happen, and it just so happens that's like the most cinematic experience and way to play it. So uh, yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. It's pretty interesting. Uh, it's a pretty quick play. You could probably get through it like in maybe like ten hours or so, Chris. Okay, if you wanted to. And plus, I mean, you're going to be hearing all about how much better Dead Space Two is than Dead Space One, and how Dead Space Two. You know that one scene in Dead Space One where this and this and this happened. Well, that doesn't happen anymore. So well, yeah, because I, I, the um, the the demo for Dead Space Two does a pretty decent job of just basically spoiling the entire plot of Dead Space One. Everything, you know, all of the plot twists. So the what for Dead Space Two does it? The demo, the demo for it. Oh, okay. there's, a, there's a demo for it out on uh, PSN. Got it. So yeah, if you want to play, this is your last chance before <laughs> the game is ruined for you forever. Grr. Okay. And I've also been playing. I'm, I'm basically living in 2007 and 2008 because I've been playing uh, Oblivion on Xbox 360. Getting ready for Skyrim already, huh? Well, uh. I remember I told you a story a long time ago that my PS3 died and I lost all of my save data. Ooh! I was in the middle Ouch. of a playthrough of Oblivion when that happened, and I rather than oh. restart again on the PS3, I decided to change up, trade up for a 360 version. Maybe get some achievements on the way, sort of motivate me to get through it. So mm. I figure, yeah, why not? I mean, if I don't play it now, I'm sh- I'm not going to play it when Skyrim is out. That's a good point. I better play it's, that soon. I'm having fun. I mean, I, I've never done the Shivering Isles, so that's like the next day I'm going to do right away in that game. Which is appeared like like the best piece of content in that whole thing, and I just realized how broken the leveling system is in that game. So bad. Anyone else played it here? Or? Uh, Oblivion. Yeah, I played a little. I well, I played it for a while. Uh, it was quite a long time ago now, actually. Um, yeah, so no one remembers how broken the leveling system is, or no? Yeah, I I don't really recall it it's that been well. A while actually. since I played. Well, well, the thing is, you have like seven major skills, and according to the classes, you want to put like the skills that you use the most in those major skills, so that way you can um, use them and level up naturally. The problem with that is, is that you level up too quickly, and well, it's so difficult to explain. Like when you as you use skills, they're all governed by like a they're all governed by one attribute, like strength or willpower. And as you use these, and as you level up your skills, and you get when you level up. You get a certain number of points you can put into that governing attribute. So if you level up too quickly, you're only putting up maybe one point or two points as you level up in each attribute. But if you have a controlled slow level up, you can optimize it and actually put in maybe plus five in each one when you level up instead. And if the problem is if you level up too fast, the monsters get too strong because everything levels with you. So what you really want to do end up doing is like nerfing your skills and maybe putting a bunch of skills that you never use in your major skills so that you choose when to level up at your own pace after you fully ensure that you would get your full plus five points and your upgrading attributes that you want. 
Okay. Let me put it this way. I play with the computer next to me, not to cheat, not to have like like a wiki open, but just so I can write down, okay, I leveled, I got one skill point in blunt. I need five more skill points in blunt before I can put five attribute points into strength on my next level up. Why? Because that's the only way to play the game. I, why can't you just level what you want to use? Because then you level up too quickly and you can't beat the, and it's way too hard and you can't beat the game because everything levels up with you. So then just rotate everything. Why not just level everything evenly? No, you don't understand. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. point. <laughs> so That's exactly what I'm trying to tell you. All right, so let me do this really quickly. Let's say for strength. Strength is um, the three attributes that are governed by strength are blade, blunt, and, bl- blade, blunt, and uh, hand-to-hand. Yeah. And if you get 10 points, and when you level up those skills with 10 points across all three or in any one, then you can get, you can add plus five attribute points to strength when you level up. Oh, okay. But through normal play, let's say you want to put blade as your primary skill, right? And yeah. as you attack with blade, you'll actually and use your other skills like armor and block and maybe some light magic. Right. You'll actually only put. You'll actually only level up like if you play that way. You'll maybe only level up blade maybe two times and maybe uh, block one time. And then so when you actually do level up, instead of putting plus five points into strength and endurance and willpower, you're putting plus one, plus two, plus two. And since every enemy levels up with you, so everything's getting stronger and you only well, got where two are the points other points going? They, they don't exist because you didn't earn them. I don't I, I, then why are the enemies going up that high if you didn't earn those points? No, because it's uh, every, everything. Uh, what's it called? Everything levels with you. So you don't. Oh, I don't get it. <laughs> I'm not explaining. Pro- Wait, I think so. Wait, uh, Quinn, do you remember anything about this game? If you if you level up, you should get a set number of points, don't you? No, no, absolutely not. So you it's can based on what you do. So you can have levels that aren't as good as other levels. Absolutely. Because you didn't level properly. So, but you can't just level one thing. Well, like, at each level up, you get to choose three three um, attributes yeah. to level up. Like, say, strength, willpower, and agility. Yeah. And the only way to get points in those is by using the, the, the attributes that are governed by that. Yeah. And the only way to get proper, to, to get enough points to actually make that level up worth it is you have to sort of grind out. Grind, grind out each. Uh, it's confusing as hell. I yeah, know. it is it's confusing. <laughs> All right, we're I'll talking about oblivion. <laughs> hey, oblivion hooked a master. <laughs> oh, there's a wiki. The okay, it's broken. It's like let me put it this way: when when there's an entire section about the problems leveling and the best ways to level, it's kind of you can imagine. Here you go. The fact that most monsters and other enemies level up at the same time as, as your character leads to the leveling problem. If you make poor choices leveling up, your character will become weaker than the monsters as, you level progress, as your level progresses. Therefore, the game will become harder rather than easier, even though you would expect the game to be easier for high-level characters. Great! Well, yeah. But don't leveling these skills give you experience that brings the level faster? <sighs> Confusing. I know it's confusing. So confusing. <laughs> well, how does your level go up then? If what is your level governed by? 
um, by your major skills. As you get like oh. like twenty skill points in your major skills, then you level up. So you need to get skill points in your minor skills so that you can get a bonus when your major skills go up. Pretty much. Okay. That makes more sense, kind of. Kind of. I know. I explain it in a confusing way because that's what I'm keeping track of right now is making sure I have plus one in this. Plus, okay, I leveled up armor five times. That means I can get a plus three bonus in endurance. Now I need to level up something like block maybe five more times before I can get a plus five bonus in endurance. Wow. It's broken, I know. It's Can you level up multiple attributes in each level or no? Multiple attributes. So can I level my agility and my endurance? You can pick plus three. five? Oh. Okay. At each level up. Yeah. Okay, whatever. I don't yeah. get it. That's complicated. It is. Uh, hey, I've got a very easy pick for you guys, for me. Um, Do go on. StarCraft. <laughs> That's all I did was watch StarCraft this week. <laughs> GSL. It's getting really good. The S, the S rank matches are really good. And the season is only 10 bucks for the season this time instead of 20 So it's half price. The stream is better. This this season of GSL, at, which you can find at gomtv.net, gomtv.net. Inexpensive. Hours and hours and hours of fun StarCraft two entertainment. Very awesome. Um, that and WoW, that's all I've been doing. I need to break myself out of it. There's just so much StarCraft to watch each night that I haven't had much time to do anything else. Just so, just get two monitors. Watch StarCraft on one and play WoW on the other. You can't focus on StarCraft while you're playing something else. You won't see what happened and what the players did. Then just, you know, pause and rewind it a bit. No. Well, yeah, I've tried that. It doesn't work that well. Multitask. You can't do a dungeon in WoW and pay attention to a bunker rush. The, the, those two things don't go together. <laughs> I've tried it; doesn't work. You, you, I've, I've done so poorly in dungeons while trying to do that. I've been kicked out of the dungeons. So <laughs> I wow, did try suck. it. <laughs> you have to pay attention to the dungeons you're in. You could do like gathering herbs and stuff in WoW at the same time. But, go mine. Yeah, mine. Yep. Or archaeology. Is that how you got? To, yeah, that's how so I, I got archaeology. Asked. Yeah, that is how I did it. Very easy to do while watching StarCraft. Oh, and that's all I got. So I'm going to leave you guys now. And uh, you guys just entertain the audience. Bye. No. Um, leave uh, leave everybody. This has uh, been a interesting show this week with no news. And I'm sorry. Next week will be better, I'm sure. We'll have more news, don't you hey, think? Well, I still think we put a reasonably good, uh, good show together. You're right, damn it. You better have liked it. And you better go on the forums and tell us how much you liked it or hated it. So <laughs> tell me how crappy Oblivion's leveling system is. Yeah, maybe maybe somebody out there can explain Oblivion's. No, you know what? Don't even don't don't bother. The, okay, I'll you, read you this get to raise three edge points up oh, to five points. Oh, you stop each. it! Stop it! <laughs> you know what else I'm trying to understand at the same time? I got an email from Microsoft saying, "Hey, you haven't earned any Xbox Live rewards yet. Why why haven't you done it? It's so easy." And they give me a list. I can't do anything on the list. It's like most of the rewards come from renewing your Xbox Live membership. That's half oh, the items on this let list. Me, let me rant about this a bit. I think they tricked a lot of people because and, um yeah. What they did recently is they had like a bunch of sales like, "Hey, you know we're how we're raising the price to $60?" Yeah. Well, you can buy it right now and maybe save like 20 to $30. That's what I did. But we're, but we're going to get you an auto renewal. And you and you think to yourself, yeah, that's okay. I can always turn off auto renewal later, right? Yeah, it's just right there. They removed 
auto renewal from all from the website and from the um the Xbox interface. So the oh. only way to remove auto renewal so you won't get charged sixty dollars next year and the year after that and the year after that is to sit down and call Microsoft for like twenty to thirty minutes. Oh fun. I thought yeah. that was already the case actually. No, you could do it from the website before. Then they removed it. Just after the new update is like let's get that rid let's get rid of that so hopefully people forget. You know how people hate calling customer service. I'm going to tweet to at E, right? No, at the vowel. Can you restore the option option to turn off auto renew of your Xbox Live Gold subscription to the web site, please? That will fix it. I tweeted the guy. They're going to say, right. well, due to security reasons, mainly we want your money. We can't do that. You're going to have to call us. <laughs> and when you talk to one of our representatives in India and get frustrated, it's not our problem. Well, you know, I don't want to hear him on his podcast saying, well, we haven't gotten much bad feedback about it. So I want to make sure he gets the bad feedback so he can't say that. There you go. <laughs> I'm going to send one to one. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's that's all we've got is bad feedback. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I'm going to go figure out how to unsubscribe from Xbox Live. I hope you guys have fun playing whatever you're playing in these few weeks we've got to catch up before games start coming out again. How long do we have? Uh, Two weeks. Two weeks? And then what is it? What hits? Dead Space 2 is the first. Oh, I meant for RPGs. Um, Oh, two months. Two Worlds 2. Yeah, I guess you got till February. February is when stuff starts hitting hard, and then March is Dragon Age 2. So... Enjoy these weeks to catch up on all those games you're behind on. And we will see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Okay, so Quinn, it's a plus three.